Welcome to Enabling the World with Tech with your host, Prashant Gami. In this podcast, you will embark on tech journeys of successful companies focusing on how to scale effectively. Explore tech strategies and lessons from some of the world's most innovative and brightest people. Hi, everyone. Today, we have friend Sebesta from a co-founder of finder.com and a very blockchain and NFT enthusiast. And he has ventured into multiple companies in this space and has been in this space for a very long time. Welcome, Fred, to the show. Thank you so much for having me and everyone's tuned into a great podcast. Thank you very much. So, Fred, um, this podcast, we want to like, you know, find out what was your journey in finder.com that has taken from one idea that came through from your early digital marketing background and has grown into this massive company that is today. What was the journey like? Well, it was hard and it was arduous and um, required much ingenuity. And um, I really sort of contributed about 1% of it. And there's 99% contributed by a great army of finder crew who uh, ingenious and arduous and persistent and they they've made the company into what it is today and they continue to to grow it and build it even further they're an incredible um incredible crew so what was the initial team like you had a co-founder uh in finder.com how big was the founding team yeah so frank and i registered the domain name back in 2006 and we had um you know we had um a girl who actually built the first site with the guy in our first business. And then she left and we just sort of left it idle for a long time. Then we rebooted it. Um, mm-hmm. Frank and I just sort of built it out. And then Jeremy came and joined us. Um, we had a couple of people obviously join us um, in that uh, um, before then as well and left. Um, and then Jeremy obviously has been, you know, came and joined with us as well. And he's, he really sort of, you know, set up the first office and really, made finder um uh, you know obviously what it is very early on and um and we we um the three of us have really sort of you know collaborated over time and and built built finder to what it is um you know as best we can uh for a long period of time we did you know without many people it was probably like i don't know eight of us maybe yes. six uh from like you know two three years and then we uh we started to expand into more categories and really expand the model and just, yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously grown. It's in the U S the UK, Canada, you know, obviously Southeast Asia, an office there. Um, Great. So in, in terms of time, like this is the people journey that you had, like multiple people um, that joined you in that journey and help you like, you know, create what it is today in terms of the time, like, you know, how long did it take for the first version to go out? Uh, for like, you know, it to revamp and then rewrite and then obviously find its way through the market and business. I think, I think the first version was like a couple of days. It was just a WordPress template. Of course. <laughs> that we yep. up. Uh, and then we just kept um, modifying it and modifying it and modifying it. And, um, you know, a lot of the um, modifications, you know, just became systems that they are today and that that took i'd say probably a year at least to go and you know and then build that first system and that 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 system sort of you know really helped us to scale by mod, you know 
managing the data on the site. Um, you know, I think, I think, um, I'd say, I'd say we just got, we got traction pretty quickly. Um, we're making a few sales each month and that, that was it. It was very small, but it was, it, you know, it made some sales and then over time we just slowly build it out. I'd say probably after by 2008, 2009, 2009 is really when we really kicked it. Yep. Um, before then, it was just sort of sat there mm. idle. Um, and we really pushed it, like yep. really pushed it. Um, you know, I, I remember we, we sort of, I think we made $100,000 in a month. And I think that was a big deal. You know, yes. was, at first, we we're making $80 a month, $150, then $1,000, 2000 Five, eight, 15, 12, like month after month, you know, yes. it's just really just growth after growth each month. That's really what we were yep. um, doing. And, and, and um, we just kept going, yeah. kept doubling down. And, and you, you correctly uh, pointed out you kept going. And that's what I was about to say that it almost looks like a thousand day journey that we call it like three years journey to actually get there. And um, most startup today, they, they basically quit somewhere around like one year after they actually start doing that because they probably thought that, okay, this is going to solve everything. And then they launch, no people come and they're like, okay, yeah, that's it. We can't do it anymore. So what made you keep going? I think I just wanted to win. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, That's a great point. Like you didn't want to quit. Um, and winning is not easy and I'm used to hard. Like my first business with Frank, it was a brutal business. Like it was, oh, arduous. It was, it was a, we built websites for people. It was horrendous. Um, we had very little momentum. We struggled not continuously to get new business and we were always cash flow strapped. Um, and, you know, I think the same thing really happened with, with, um, Finder, I think um, we were just very prudent and very diligent in our costs. And then the different spot was you had a business that just kept on building upon itself, which is really nice. Understand. And and the product that you had initially thought that what the Finder would be, and if I uh, remember correctly from my reading, is um, you wanted to com- provide the comparison of the student credit card options and then it expanded into like compare everything kind of thing how did that you know revamp of thinking the product and like you know uh scaling up to the multiple uh things and everything now uh that happened well you know i think a lot of the um the like the beginning had the germination and the and the and the seed of what the business in every business starts like that, right? So the beginning, you could you could you could change businesses over time, definitely. But normally in the start, the beginning, if the formula and the model's strong, then you're you're really in a scaling, um, you know, process or setup. That's what you need to do. You need to scale. Yes. Um, and so. 
you know, I think I think once we once we sort of you know had the model and we knew the way to get traffic and what we needed to do, it was really about just doing more of it. Yes, you got to hit. That, you got to repeat. Yeah, yes. it's a lot about repeat. You know what? One of the one of the most um, challenging things is is, is 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 a very rare thing in our society, um, and that is someone who does three things. One, they choose something. Two, they commit to it. And then three, they're consistent about it. And so, you know, that's a very rare thing in our society. <laughs> that's um, true. And we, um, we, number one, we chose something, we committed to it. And then we, um, we were just really consistent about it. Yes. No, that shows in what Finder is today. So in when it basically the company incubates, it has a persona um, that you created and when it scales up usually that persona changes and and it's hard to keep that same persona that you had during the incubation uh, period how what did what was your experience like did it change um, if it changed for better or how did you keep it same what happened there well you know i think there are you know a couple of things that are consistent in a company and the founders are one of them and they tend to espouse the values by living them out. And if you do that over a long period of time and you're consistent about it, people tend to copy those behaviors and they see them in action. Um, and so that's that's a good good sort of you know. And then other people will tend to copy them, and then you now you, you used to tend to get you know a really a really good you know behavior that happens. Um, obviously, in companies where the founders have left, it's a little bit more difficult. But it does you know you, some some organizations you know do, do seem to find that, and some of them don't. Um, I think we, we, we really nailed our values down and, and really espoused them. And they're, they're, they're continuously talked about in everyday language in Finder. Um, you know, one of our values is go live. Um, actually it's the name of my book as well. Go live. Yes. Um, and it's, it's really something, you know, what we value in the behavior is we value people going live, people putting things live on the internet. Um, you know, there's a, there's a little video of me talking about it. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's, um, that's the kind of things, if, if you've got your values, you know, I think really meaning something and they're spoken every day in language, then that tends to carry the culture. Um, yes. Keep it simple. So, and, and, that, and that's kind of the part of the things that have helped. We, you know, we really nailed our purpose down, our vision, our mission. You know, it's kind of the basics. And then I think, you know, the next thing was really getting into the rituals. That's that's probably the, the hard part. And I probably could do some more work there as well. Understand. What do you mean by rituals? Can you elaborate a little bit more there? Well, you know, I think the way you create you know, that culture is through um like if you think about let's think about everyday societies right like you know like a civilization let's think about uh, america as an example what defines america well my contention to you there there is one thing that is unique and different about america that no other country has and that's thanksgiving understand thanksgiving yes. is a ritual where you come together with your family and your friends and you thank each other and there's no gifts or commercialness in in it right but it's a ritual that is 
religiously practiced in America. Yes. Now, what does that do? Well, it creates a culture of thanking people, of being thankful and grateful for the people in your life and the people around you. And mm-hmm. that, that is how you create culture. So really what the question is, like, what are the rituals inside your, the organization? And that's what, you know, we have worked hard on and you know, continue to do more work on, but that's, that's how I see them. Understand. No, that makes sense. So now from the finder.com, what it was, when it was founded in 2006 to today, where it is now and where are you, like, you know, taking it? Next. Well, um, um, I think I think the beginning of Finder was really just an idea of, you know, um, helping people, um, you know, compare things and what that was all about was really, you know, we, we, we really worked hard on um, giving people what they wanted in a, in a, in a condensed way. Right. You know, that's what comparing is all about. Yes. And I think that that was a great business. Um, and I think that we, we're going to continue to do that business and continue to build that business. And what we've done now, but over the last three years, we started in 2019 um, is we've started to innovate um, new businesses inside Finder. And the first business is the Finder app, mm-hmm. um, where you can, um, they've got, we've got some, you know, we've got a couple of products in there. The first one is um, our uh, Finder Earn product, where you can earn 4% on your capital. Um, okay. you just, and it's, you know, and I say this, and, and, and people say this word, but it doesn't, you know, quite land, but it's built for a beginner. Okay. Someone starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's built for beginners. And the second product we built was crypto trading. So you can buy Bitcoin and you can buy Ethereum, just two coins right now. Okay. And we have seen customers sign up in three minutes, have deposited their money and bought in three minutes. That's great. That's like a very, very small window that you are actually turning it into real transactions. Right. And the customer is doing this, right? So the, yes. that's sending your money into like our bank account or their bank account, that's yes. the find a wallet that's built into the app, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, think about that, right? That's, that's, that is the kind of benchmark of products that we like to create at Finder. We want to make things which are um, for the beginner and intermediate. We want to make it, you know, extraordinarily intuitive, um, and simple as best you possibly can. And, and I think that's that, that those principles and those ideas, I think were uh, a new, right. In Finder. And we weren't really a tech company before. We're really a marketing company. We're still going to be a marketing company. We're not going to stop being a marketing company. We'll yeah. still carry on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think Finder as an organization has, um, not traditionally been a technology company. And now, you know, we've got good 70 engineers at Finder. They're great engineers. Uh, we're getting better every single sprint, every single yep. quarter. We, we, we are working really hard. And there's a fervor inside us and we are remaking ourselves. We are recreating ourselves. We're going from, you know, 
sending DVDs in the mail to to offering a streaming service like Netflix. Yes. That's what's happening at Finder right now. There is a revolution. There is a there is a a a peak horizon which has started and it started and the products are on the internet now. You, there are customers, you know. There's and and obviously this will be dated, but um, you know, I'd say there's a, at least four and a half million dollars of customer money that's been deposited into Finder. Now think about that. Like obviously we just started, but like who would have ever have sent money to our organization? We didn't even know people were willing to do that. Um, and so, you know, we're changing as an organization and we're, we're innovating, we're growing and we'll continue to do that. And, you know, I think the kind of, kind of um, products we're creating and, and, and looking at are, uh, are new products that are innovative and different and um, exciting and they're really built for the beginner understand now i want to touch base a little bit on your workforce you said about 70 engineers that are there in finder right now uh, and i talk to a number of companies right now and there is a whole covid made us all work from home and the global talent and of course finder is everywhere like you are in uk us in south asia uh, sorry asia pacific and obviously australia your uh, home country um, where it all started and how is the workforce like is it distributed across um, all areas or is it at one place what is the team like it's very distributed mm -hmm. um, i'd say you know obviously after covid as well a lot of people are working from home so um very distributed very much so all around the world, different time zones, different countries. And do you find it difficult to manage? Not really. I think we, we always were quite decentralized in the beginning. So it comes kind of naturally to us. understand. And that's great because a lot of companies that are traditionally one place or like, you know, limit, um, centralized workforce are struggling to go through that change at the moment. Now, you also touch Bitcoin and the blockchain. And that's where I want to take the conversation now, because when I talk to you, all I, I can see the blockchain energy and the uh, whole Web3 energy. So what is what is what are you venturing in? What are you doing? And where are you heading in that space? Well, we want to bring the other 85% of Australians and Americans and British people into um, the crypto world and all the benefits that they can get from that. And um, we're doing that by building you know, products which are incredibly simple to use. Um, they don't have all of the, the pitfalls of the security and all the downfalls um, that you can potentially run into. Um, but but that does mean, you know, there's less functionality, but there's some of those functions, maybe there are people who don't really need and, and want that. Um, and so, you know, we we want to bring Finder to these, these countries and our new products and technology, we want to bring them to those countries as well. And I think that's that's different, right? We've brought Finder's comparison business and our marketing and we'll continue to, to do that and then we're going to add now um, these new remarkable products and services that we're inventing and, and how are you like you know dealing with the tech side of it because you are creating your own product in blockchain and everything so are you do you have an in-house team that 
works on that or how are you is people they hear about blockchain and they have these amazing ideas that come to them but the, right now finding blockchain talent is just you know very hard so how are you dealing with that like how did you end up with the team that you currently have and uh, how are you managing that well you know everyone's i think wrangling for talent right now i just think it's about whether or not you've got interesting problems and if you're actually doing the the actual you know web3 stuff that's really the question yeah uh, a lot of people you know talk about it but do they actually execute and i think you know we're one of those organizations that that is understand yeah and uh did you train your uh, existing staff to do that or did you bring in like consultant or how did you venture on that journey well you know i think it's um Uh, it's one step at a time really um yeah we 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 you know, let's take an example i say look at crypto right so we began by writing about it then we started um you know publishing obviously and 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 comparing um and now we're actually helping people actually you know brokering the products and helping people earn you know yield you know 4% is pretty good in this current market um i think it's an evolution just step by step understand and uh, how does the tech side of like the talent and the tech and everything goes along that journey what was required at each step from the technology perspective that had to like you know enable this growth i think um it's just a whole new set of skills um yeah we didn't have any of the technologies <laughs> of course nobody did yeah <laughs> yeah everybody had to find and did you train your existing staff to get to do that or yeah like like some of them have evolved into it some mm-hmm. of them have not, like not i mean they're doing they didn't need to but because they do they're really helping and servicing and making out other products great mm-hmm. so it you know you don't need everyone to do, to move of course it. yeah yeah no obviously like you don't need the entire workforce to be trained into this new technology so what is your personal view like in terms of crypto is one element of blockchain blockchain is going much bigger than just the crypto right are you of venturing into any other parts of the blockchain and web3 technologies so i we've um i'm working as an advisor to a project called balthazar and what mm-hmm. they do is they have a nft uh rental a gaming nft gaming rental platform so you get your gaming nfts and you rent them to the platform um which is quite innovative right so you know you earn yield on that as well um i guess you're starting to see a pattern here i like to help people um you know um make money build their wealth um yeah. i just excited about that i don't know it naturally comes to me i don't know yeah. why it just does 
Yeah, no, it is an exciting uh, place and uh, space, and there's a lot happening into that space. Like uh, we know, because at Exenable we are trying to become like a blockchain powerhouse as well, and we have started on that journey last year, and we are growing rapidly. And the interest in that space is just amazing. How you know what are innovative things that people are coming with, and the ideas and everything. It's just like you know, radical shift into how people are like you know thinking about different uh, problems and especially if you see like in health tech and all those industries as well now from the marketing perspective how do you find it like you know because you are uh, you are uh, from the digital marketing background and still that's probably your biggest like you know playground uh, and home ground so in terms of like marketing like launching nfc or anything what does it look like? It's very fragmented right now because I was reading article and you had to go and set up Discord channel, you had to write blogs, you had to then register on OpenSea and there's like so many things you had to do to launch one NFT and market it effectively before you start getting some traction. Yeah, NFTs are a big, 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 definite like, you know, they're definitely a growth area, but, you know, starting an NFT project is a, quite a lift and i think that's where you know balthazar comes in right it helps these games to really boot up their liquidity boot up the gaming get really get it going right um you know i think um we're going to see a cambrian explosion of nft games right now we're going to see a lot of movement there's a large amount of money going into it i was just over in dubai and um I was at a crypto conference there and I just, you know, everyone's talking about NFTs and gaming. It's huge. It's going to be massive. It already is, but it's growing bigger. Um, and I just think that's, that's, you know, it's really good to work in a market and a space, which is growing. Yeah, that's no, definitely. Place to be. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the whole idea of like, you know, being in innovation space, the energy around like creators is just amazing. And that's what like, it's contagious. I find it contagious that when you, you know, surround yourself with people who are like always thinking about creating something, it's just amazing and it's positive energy. So uh, in like, you know, in your, um, with the crypto that you are uh, having at Finder, is that like your own crypto coins or are you allowing them? Uh, you said Bitcoin and Ether uh, that they can buy. Are you allowing, are you launching your own crypto coin or anything? Is there a plan to do that? You know, we've got, we, we have, we, yes, we have some, some plans to do that. Um, we haven't put all the plans together yet, but it's definitely on the cards. Understand. And I want to understand from your perspective, being in a crypto space, this is what one people talk about when they say, oh, crypto is like, you know, initially the idea was to have this uh, distributed currency that will like, you know, that will be unified across the thing. So the exchanges and everything doesn't have to be there. But now that we are seeing the shift that, okay, like ANZ just launched their stable coin and then a lot of countries like India and other countries are, uh, basically introducing the central uh, government government uh, money into Bitcoin. So we are, are we creating that fragmentation again in the blockchain world that existed in the previous world that we are trying to solve? Yeah, but that's actually the natural state of money. It is. And so, you know, if you go back in time, go back to 1694, when 
King William II, um, sorry, the third, uh, created the Bank of England. Yeah. Um, there were many banks that printed money, the printed currency, um, but the Bank of England got a contract from the king that he could they could print uh, money exclusively for a period of time because they lent the king money for a war. Yes. And um, this went on for time, you know, all throughout time when kings would borrow uh, and queens would borrow money from banks and they would get exclusive printing rights to the, to the currency. Yes. Um, now, uh, printing money is really good because printing currency is really good because you hold lots of gold, um, <laughs> which is great, right? Um, and you, you then, well, you, you know, you, there's all sorts of things you can do with that. Um, you know, and just the same way, um, when you, um, when you uh, do that, I think with crypto, which I think is going to happen, um, and it already is happening, by the way, but in a big way, you're just going back in time. We're just repeating ourselves. Um, the idea, there is actually, I, I don't know if there is or is not actually a law against printing um, currency backed by, um, you know, other currency. Like, I don't know. That's that, that's an interesting idea to look up. Um the the actual there was a law passed um, in in England would actually force that everyone buy notes from the Bank of England eventually, just because there was a whole mess up and things like that. But that that idea isn't is is actually quite natural. And if you look at Hong Kong, there is no central bank, and all the the banks there actually print the notes. Yes. So all we're doing is just going back to time, and and actually, it's actually really good because um, we need a competition of money. We need hard money money that's more, you know, less inflating um, and, and stronger. We need that all through, like humans need that because they get to preserve their wealth better. Yeah, understand. And I think uh, when it comes to printing money that is backed by the currency, I think most of the stablecoin launches that are backed by USD that tie it up to USD prices or uh, I, I work with a company called Bullion FX and they have a gold coin crypto coin, which is backed by gold, physical gold. So I think those um, traditional ways of like, you know, mapping it to some particular thing like gold or other currency that has already been happening. Uh, I don't know if physical money, like uh, anything can be done that way, uh, but then countries already have the like uh, China's dollar, Chinese dollar is already backed by US dollar. It's tied to the value of USD. So. Um, it is possible, I guess, <laughs> uh, and it is happening. Uh, but it creates some interesting use cases in crypto and in, in the future of money as well, that how does these individual coins get valued and the volatility that exists today, how will that get into like, you know, some sort of stability that people feel, okay, that, okay, if I have 100 ether, then that means this is how much money I have. And that's what scares a lot of people to get into the crypto at the moment. What is your idea against that? Well, you know, humans have been scared of all sorts of things throughout time. <clears throat> and when electricity came out, uh, they were scared of that. And yeah. when uh, people thought the devil was in the wall, um, when 
elevators were invented, people were scared of that. When the internet came out, people thought that's where all the bad people hung out. You know, all throughout time, this is just humans get scared of change. Um, and it's just, it's just a natural thing, which has actually helped us with survival. So, you know, if there was a new thing that was introduced to your environment, you, just, you, should, you should assume that it's going to kill you. Um, so this, you know, that reptilian idea has actually preserved our life all throughout time. And in this planet and the, this version of the multiverse that we find ourselves in, yeah. that's, that's, that's just a, a natural, a natural behavior. No, that's uh, sorry. Now with the NFT and gaming, the NFT games that you mentioned and the whole metaverse, what is like, you know, where are you heading in that particular space? Well, you know, I think I've been participating in the metaverse for a long time. You know, mm -hmm. we, we all have, you know, when we play computer games, this call right now is part of the metaverse. True. You know, so you, true. you can only see me as a digital version of myself. Maybe I'm not actually, this is not me. It's someone else. <laughs> very likely, very unlikely. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I think this idea has been around for a very long time. It's just the scalability and the easy, easy adaption of it has not been quite cracked. Um, and you know, that's just going to take time. True. Yeah, of course. I mean, AR, VR has been around. I, I remember a transport New South Wales had a competition that was in 2010, where we were actually like, you know, presenting and we presented this idea of like, you know, just AR on map to show the direction, because when you say people turn right, they don't know which what you are talking about, like they they don't have a sense of right and left or like, you know, north and south, the spatial sense. And that time it was like, oh, wow, okay, that can that be done? And now Google Maps have it. Um, they already presented it the last conference that, okay, Google Maps will allow to do that. Um, the AR based, like, you know, direction seeking and everything. So I guess metaverse is there. It just, as you said, it hasn't been a common thing um, so far. Now, in terms of like, you know, people who are trying to venture in these spaces as a founder, as a technology founder, what do you think they should look at? Like, how do you, how do they validate that the idea that they have is actually valid or what are the pointers that you can give them in like, you know, making their startup successful in those spaces? You know, I think it's, it's not easy. True. Um, and it depends on what kind of idea you want to do. You know, I think there are two types of ideas. One is an idea that no one's ever seen before. And one is where you sort of replicate or build upon something that someone else did. You know, Henry Ford didn't invent the car. He didn't invent the combustion engine. There were lots of cars around when Henry Ford was around. He didn't invent the car. He just invented the production process. Um, so... In that, like, you know, with your startup, what is, are you, are you just, you know, taking something from somewhere else and replicating it? Or are you um, creating something brand new? If you're creating something brand new, then, you know, it, that's, that's a whole other journey. Um, and that's something where you, you really need to, you, know, you obviously get as much feedback as you can, but you're going to have to go and take some leaps into the future and, um probably make a lot more mistakes along the way. True, making mistakes. I think that's the right um, advice, I think, for anyone doing anything, uh, that don't be afraid of making mistakes. Um, 
Great. So thanks for coming along the show. And I hope to catch you around in Sydney. All right. Sounds great. Thank you.